listening to Ecclesia Arts Radio on SBR Live FM. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Ecclesia Arts Radio on SPR Live FM. My name is CJ, and this is another episode of Humans of Ecclesia. We are here with um, two members of the Sleepless Poets. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yo, what up? This is Matt. I'm the lead singer of Sleepless Poets. And hey, to my right, going? yeah, I'm, I'm JD, JD, the drummer. All right. Thank you for introducing yourself, gentlemen. Um, no it's it's a pleasure. It's my first time actually getting a conversation with you, though I've I've seen you guys a couple of times and have listened to your music. What'd you so. think of it? It's awesome! Wow, put you on the spot. I love your yo. Your music's dope. I, I, so, we we play it on the on the radio a lot. So. Oh, for real? And a lot of yeah, a lot of it's people like, really like your music. It's, so it's good to know that we have uh, some followers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Just, you know, the, usually when it comes to humans of Ecclesia, we like to start off the first couple of minutes just getting to know our mm. our guests. So uh, just just some short, a short intro, maybe like your elevator pitch, like who you are. And My elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. I, you know? um, Go ahead. Why don't we just like talk about the band for a yeah, bit? Yeah, I guess we can uh, speak for all of us. Yeah, so like, so we only have two members of the band here right now, but there's five of us. Um, and a lot of people ask us you know how did we come up with the name Sleepless Poets um, like really what it boils down to is like we're all just a bunch of like friends that love chilling together and before we all got married and started having kids and whatnot we used to just like uh, chill in dorm we went to school together hmm. and we would uh, just have jam sessions and one time I remember our first jam session we sat down we started like jamming and we wrote like three songs in this like one hour jam session or whatever right wow and we're like yo like we could do this we yeah. could do this thing um but most of the music that we made was during uh the night because during the daytime we had classes yeah homework, busy busy yeah we're whatever. so busy <laughs> yeah and then so so we ended up writing most of our music literally at, at night to 2 a.m yeah. 3 a.m we're jamming writing music so we lose sleep sleep less and uh <laughs> you know, our lyrics are pretty poetic so sleep sleepless deprived poets, yeah and uh, yeah, we called ourselves Sleepless Poets. We actually looked it up, and uh, no one else had it. Yeah, it seems seems like a actually catchy name. We thought yeah. Yeah, that's a catchy name. Would, I agree. Would have like, this is dope. Yeah. Um, and then like, so it, it kind of still ties into like how how we conduct ourselves now. Like Kenzie's like a new member of the band, and uh, when she joined the band, that was like how we kind of were able to see if she was able to jive with us. Was like we invited her to a, a jam session, and if you can create on the spot like we do, then then you can you can hang with us, right? So nice, um, nice. it worked out pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's kind of cool. Like one of the things I love about our band is that we're all from different like areas, right? Mm. So, like our pianist is Daryl, and he's black and from Antigua. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have wow. John, who's our lead guitarist. Even though he wants to be a bassist, but he's our lead guitarist. Um, <laughs> he's from the Philippines, um, so Asian, obviously. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm from Ukraine. Um, speak Russian, completely different. You're culture. from Ukraine. Your dad's Indian. Yeah, it's, it's completely. Yeah, it's. You look Arab. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm from out west. I'm not even from Eastern Canada. I'm like prairie boy. Okay. Um, Kenzie's half German, half English. So. Half German, half English, but yeah. she's she's from my here. I'm Greek. I'm not even like regular white. I'm yeah. like Greek white. Hey, half <laughs> your life you thought you were Irish. Yeah, get off it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just cool. Well, that's one of the things I really love about our band is just it's super Canadian. Because when I think of Canada, it's like all these different cultures intersecting together, right? And that's mm. kind of who we are as a band as well. It's all these different cultures and backgrounds, and even like musical tastes, like. Daryl's more jazzy. John's kind of more Ed Sheeran-esque. Yeah. Um, JD's kind of, he, he's more of like a rock drummer, I would say. I would say um, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I have, I have a hip-hop background. I used to be a signed rapper before I joined Slip as Poets. So it's just like all different backgrounds. So it's kind of cool when we get together and just kind of share completely different styles too and when we come together you would think it would be a mess but it comes together in such a beautiful way. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. It's unique. Okay. What, what what school did you guys all meet up? Heritage, uh, Heritage College. Yeah. Heritage College and Seminary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's actually where I work now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that's so that's where we met up. That's where we wrote most of our music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's where we record our stuff too. Mm. Yeah. 
so I like I'm the lead singer but I also produce all the stuff as well I record it and then mix it and balance it and all that and write lyrics <laughs> yep okay so your audition process is bring someone in and yeah see how they fare with you yeah jamming. like yeah. when john joined that's what it was it was like it's like yo i think i i think i mentioned john because he i was his ra way back hmm. um and uh yeah. i was like yo because i was i was playing some hip-hop some of my hip-hop stuff and uh, he's listening to it and he just whips out his guitar and starts playing along with like my hip-hop songs i'm like yo this guy can play a guitar to a hip-hop song and it sounds good like and he doesn't know the chords he doesn't know anything he's just making up on the spot i'm like frick man this guy can really like jam yeah and so i brought him along and like that was a game changer because john i would say john and daryl are like the two sounds of sleepless poets like they, they influence our music everything time. everything yeah. right so like yeah it was just, it was really cool so the, the same thing with kenzie when when john actually mentioned kenzie to us and he was like yo this girl kenzie she's coming to heritage she's a really good singer check her out i was like okay so like i heard her sing one time and i was like yo do you want to come like join us for a jam session we have a band she's like yeah, yeah sure we'll come over she came, she jammed. I think she started like singing a chorus and we're like, yo, that's sick. Like, and then we started writing on that or whatever. So like, that's just how it is. When did I come on board? You came on, you were one of the founding members. You, Daryl. Founding member. Me, you. I don't remember Me, you, Daryl, <laughs> and Deb were the founding members. Oh, yeah. And then Deb left the band. But and then she got busy and decided music wasn't her focus, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so is it is it hard when you're writing lyrics? Is it hard to mesh, like the lyrics to the mute to the back or not background music to, to the, the melody, instruments? Yeah, to the instruments. Yeah. Um, not really. Like, uh, I'm one of those people where like I can't write a lyric without the melody. Right. So like, they'll jam, and I'll be like, "Ooh, I really like that. Can you like repeat that or whatever?" Because I've got like an idea that goes with that. So then they'll jam, and then I'll like, da -da -da -da, like I'll sing along with it. And then once I have like a melody kind of in my head, then the words just flow out of that because mm -hmm. it's usually like a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So once I figure out what that feeling is, um, then the melody kind of adapts to whatever they're playing and then the lyrics just kind of explain that feeling that I'm going through, whether right. that's like, you know, meeting someone for the first time or a breakup or, you know, all the different like topics that you might go through. Um, you might not know exactly what the song's going to be, but you know what the feeling is first. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. You feel that, and then you put it into words. That's, or at least that's how I operate as a songwriter. Oh, that's how every musician, I think, does it. We feel, yeah. we feel it. And that's, like, for me, um, I'm very much a thinker, not a feeler. So that helps me process what I'm going through. Like, um, I might not know exactly what I'm feeling. Like, mm -hmm. I'm feeling sad, but do I know why I'm sad? Do I know, like, what the core mm -hmm. root of it is? I might not know. Um, but then when I sit down mm -hmm. and I take that sadness and I write it into a song, I'm like, there, that. Like right there, that's what it is, and uh, it's kind of cool because I can play it back and be like, "Oh, that—that's what I was going through." Like I didn't know in the moment what it was, but that's what it is right there. Um, so, oh, music's cool, man. The way that it like helps us process things that we we aren't conscious of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you guys have a um, like? Do you do you uh, attach yourself to a, a genre? Oh. or is that is that something that where you're like sometimes you feel pop maybe hip-hop some some other days maybe acoustic. Uh, we've actually we've we've gone through that conversation multiple times we're like, like what are we what are we yeah it's <laughs> um, like you usually usually a band has one central yeah, I don't, genre i don't but, think we do yeah. um like a lot of people will be like oh you're easy listening i, I guess yeah and some people will be like oh you're jazzy some people will be like oh you're poppy yeah I like we don't really think that way like honestly when we go to write a song we just we groove and then we're like this is what it is or even yeah. sometimes we have throwbacks like some 80 grooves or something oh. like that and we just layer stuff over yeah. it mm -hmm. but it's not completely it it's kind of modern too so it's it's a mix of everything mm -hmm. I think we might have just uh, invented a new genre we're Canadian that's what the style is <laughs> that's what I, like is. That. I like that I like that Canadian it's a mix yeah. okay um where can our listeners and i'll ask you guys this again later um when we end off our conversation um where can our listeners uh listen to your music you guys have a social media you want to shout out to um or? they can find us anywhere really 
look up Sleepless Poets on Spotify. Look up Sleepless Poets on Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube. YouTube, it's it's all there. You can Google it. It's probably gonna show up in a list. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, actually, our social media game is kind of lacking. Yeah. It's oh, we been... have we have a Twitter. Uh, if you look up Sleepless Sleepless underscore Poets, do, do I we think. have a Twitter? <laughs> you had a Twitter. I had a Twitter. Okay. <laughs> that was that was mistake number one. <laughs> I put JD in charge of our Twitter. No, it was our Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. Hey. Half Instagram that we have right now is my... Uh, yeah, when was our last post on Instagram? I don't know. But <laughs> a while ago. I think John had it too. Yeah, so JD and John were in charge of our Instagram, and we haven't had a new post in like over a year. <laughs> oh, no. I guess so, so. But then we haven't really... We put out two albums, and you guys didn't post about it. No. Oh boy! Hey, yeah, they're so, still doing pretty well. So you can find us on sleep, like you can find us on Instagram, sleepless underscore poets. Um, we're gonna start working on uh, doing more social media. I'm actually gonna be working on launching a website. Um, I'm probably gonna start taking over social media so that that's going. Yeah, hey, 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 that's my territory. Uh, then do it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So right now, if you want to listen to our stuff, just look us up on like uh, Google Play or Apple Music or Spotify. Anything that you listen to music. Mm-hmm. on you'll find us we're out there okay so. perfect perfect all right well thank you wow well, yeah, we're yeah. gonna take a quick music break before we hopefully during our music break we'll we'll play some of your songs that'll be dope that'll be awesome uh, but yeah thank you so much for joining in or coming into the, to the studio to uh do this interview but we'll be right back uh this is ecclesia arts radio and spr live fm this is humans of ecclesia we'll be right back Hey guys, it's CJ here, and you are listening to an episode of Humans of Ecclesia in collaboration with SPR Live FM. You can find these episodes on sprlivefm.com or on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms under the name Ecclesia Arts Collective. And of course, find us on Instagram at Ecclesia Arts Collective. That's E C C L E S. IA Arts Collective. Thanks for tuning in. And we're back. You're listening to Ecclesia Arts Radio on SPR Live FM. My name is CJ and I'm here with the Sleepless Poets with Matt and JD. Yes, that would be me. JD or Joey? Uh, Either or. Either one. All right. Okay, cool. So you guys were able to share your testimony when it comes to... or. You were able to share about Sleepless Poets uh, as a whole, as your entire band. But um, in in light of how human if Ecclesia's work is, we just want to hear uh, your testimony um, in regards to Christ and, and His Church. And maybe perhaps start off with how you guys are connected with Ecclesia, Ecclesia Arts Collective. Yeah, uh, Ecclesia, uh, I believe one of the founding members is Audrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me and Audrey uh, went to Heritage together. Uh, we were good friends throughout our time at Heritage. Um, we used to spend late nights at McDonald's and Tim Hortons working <laughs> on studies and stuff. Um, so then uh, when she got involved with Ecclesia, she started like, um, and, and around the same time she got involved with Ecclesia, we started our band up. Um, and so she would invite us to do shows here and there. And then uh, she made shirts for us a couple of years ago. And then now she helped us make uh, these shirts as well. Um I guess you can't see the shirts I'm pointing at, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So so she's we we've always just kind of been like helping each other in our ventures. Um, so she helps us and we help her, and mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it's a really cool cause. Um, so yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's the the fun part: uh, sharing testimonies. Sharing testimonies. Sharing testimonies. That is the uh, best part. Like like I said, uh, behind the scenes with you guys, it's just mm-hmm. as much as you want to share. Yeah. Um, what is your testimony? Your testimony is your testimony, uh, right? However you want to share, where wherever you want to start. And and, where to start with and, that? Uh, and you, you condense know, like, all this. Uh, whether that be like what songs, or for you guys, like what songs, or maybe like the shirt. What mm-hmm. does it mean? Yeah, uh, so, totally up to you. So the the shirt design. So we have two shirts out right now. Uh, one's the white shirt with just like the band name on it, and then mm-hmm. the other one is a black shirt. Um, and it's got a husky on it with a halo over the husky and on on the on the sleeve the left sleeve it says love you better um which is our most popular song mm-hmm. um and the meaning behind that uh love you better was actually a song 
uh, that I wrote for my fiance, uh, but uh, I guess it would have been two years ago now that I wrote it. Um, and she, uh, yeah, so, so I wrote it for her and, and she passed away about a year ago. Um, and so the concept of, of that song was just like, um, you know, if I were to look back on the way that I love you, I hope that it doesn't say that I should have loved you better. Um, so, uh, just, you know, looking back on it, um, now in the future and being like, yo, like the wisdom of God to impart on me to write a song like that and look back on the relationship and be like, yo, like we, there's nothing I regret. Like I, I loved her with all that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just amazing. Cause I wrote that song for her before we started dating. <laughs> um, Whoa. yeah. Can you so, tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I was infatuated <laughs> with her, obviously. Um, she was amazing. She, uh, she had a heart for people and a heart for God. Um, her parents are missionaries out in Peru. So she grew up, um, just in a, in a lifestyle where, uh, you give everything up for God and you give everything up for others. Um, so that was, that kind of shaped who she was and how she conducted herself. Um, at the same time, she wasn't just like a pushover. Uh, she was very, um, sassy when she needed to be. She, uh, she put me in my place multiple times. Um, but she had an emotional appeal that, that I, um, I struggle with sometimes. She was very, um, in touch with her emotions and able to feel other people's emotions and connect with others. Um, so yeah, so I, I was smitten by her and, and started writing this song. Um, and I remember the night I wrote it, um, I always like, uh, voice record my songs so I don't, so I don't forget like melodies and whatnot. And so I voice recorded it. It was just me and John. We recorded it in dorm. And then I texted her. I was like, Oh, I wrote this really sick song. Like, come listen. Um, so she came out and uh, I played it for her. And like there was little hints in it that it was about her, um, but I didn't. I, I purposely didn't make it like super blatant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she told me afterwards, she was like, "I knew that song was about me." Like the whole time I knew. Um, but she acted like, "Oh, that's such a nice song. That's really good." <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, and then so what happened with that song was um, when when I was working on our album and mixing it. Um, we decided that we wanted that song to be our wedding song, like our, our first dance or whatever, right? Um, I just moved the mic there. Uh, so, so yeah, so that was going to be our wedding song. And um, as I was mixing it, uh, I was just doing some EQs and, and whatnot. And she, uh, she was like, hey, like, I have this, like, harmony idea. Um, do you think it'll work? And I was like, oh, like, like sing it for me. And so, like, I, I play the track back, and she starts singing, and I was like, yeah, that'll work. I was like, go on the studio, or, like, go go on the mic. And she's like, what? Like, no, like, you. And I'm like, no, babe, this is our song, so I want you to sing on it. And, man, like, once again, just looking back, like, now that's a song that, like, whenever I miss her, I can put it on and hear her voice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just, like, the impact of that song, of knowing that, like, she's she's there, and this is our song, and this... It just perfectly encaptures, like, the love that we had for each other. Um, so, I guess, uh, touching on the testimony, um, yeah, so we were we were engaged to be married, um, and we got engaged um, during my trip out west. Um, I wanted to, I'm from out west, western Canada, and I wanted to take her out there to meet all my family and friends uh, that I grew up with, and so she could see my childhood home and uh, my family's homestead. So I took her out there, um, and my dad had passed away several years prior, three or four years ago. Um, and uh, we stopped by his gravesite, um, and then we went to my great grandfather's uh, homestead. And uh, um, I forget what, what I did, but I I chased after something with with our dog Benji. I chased after it, and she followed me behind. But I I went I went down this hill and then behind a bush. Um, and she's following me behind and, and she was videotaping cause she wanted to videotape the, the area and just the beauty of it. And so as she comes a- around the bush, I'm on one knee and with, with her ring and, um, proposed to her there. Um, and just the idea of that was like, I wanted to, um, I believe that like to know where you're headed, you gotta know where you've been. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that whole concept is really fascinating to me. So it's like, I wanted to take her to where, you know, my family started out, where our homestead was, and uh, just influence her that, uh, or sorry, <laughs> just okay. focus on okay. the mic here, yeah. uh, take her to where, where my family had started out, 
and um and just you know that would be the basis of where we start our future together right um anyways long story short on our on our drive back from visiting out west and and the proposal um we were driving in the rain it was late at night um the sun was starting to come up it was raining but i I wanted to just drive through the rain um to make sure that uh, i didn't give her the car at like 7 a.m when the sun's still coming up and it's raining and be like hey no you can drive um i wanted to get through the rain first before i gave her the car because we were swapping back and forth um, Mm -hmm. with driving so and i had previously just stopped uh, at the bathroom so i knew i was like oh i'm not tired like i'm awake i'm good to keep going Anyway, so we were driving, um, I was in the far left lane and, um, there was this guy riding our tail behind us and I was like, oh, I'll get over so that he can pass us. And so, you know, I, I signal and I turn into the middle lane and as I'm turning, um, I guess he bumped us a little bit mm-hmm. and then because it was raining, we hydroplaned. Right. Um, so we lost control and we crashed into the far right side. Um, and then so we crashed in there and, and we hit the, the wall so hard that our, our seat belts actually like popped off. Um, and we're there and, and, the, and my, my six month old uh, German Shepherd Husky was in the back and he jumps into my arms. Uh, his name was Benji. Uh, he jumps into my arms because he's scared and uh, I'm freaking out because I'm seeing cars pass by us at the last second and, and we're on a major highway in, in the mm-hmm. States. Um, <laughs> So uh, we're stuck there. The car's dead. Like we can't move. Um, Tap phones nine one one, and their their advice was to stay in the car, not to get out, because we're on a major highway and right. like we could get out and the car hits us or whatever and we're dead. Um, so they're like, just stay in the car. The 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 police will be there in five minutes. Um, the police were actually there in four minutes, and she died in three. Um, we got hit twice. Once was by a van to our trunk. Um, which sucked because after the crash, it was hard to get some of our valuables because the trunk was like smashed in. Yeah. Um, and then the one that, that killed her and Benji and, and threw me into the back seat was a semi truck hit us from the side. Um, and I just remember, I remember everything. Uh, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but I, I, I didn't lose memories of it. I remember everything really clearly. Um, I remember the smell. I remember the sounds. Um, I remember what she said to me. I, I was freaking out. I, you know, you always think that you're going to handle situations like that better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a logical, thinking-oriented person. So I'm like, oh, I, I just handle logically. Like, this is what we got to do. Nope. I was freaking out. Um, I was like, oh, oh, my goodness. Like, they're passing by us the last minute. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm freaking out. She was completely calm. Uh, I'll never forget that. She was so calm. And she was just like, Matt, I need you to pray. I need you to be calm and pray right now. Um, that, was, that was her last words to me. Um, shortly after that, uh, we see the, the semi-truck coming for us. And she's like, Matt, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then um, from there, it goes black. And I remember waking up in the hospital. Um, I remember them telling me uh, that she was fine because they didn't know what state I was in. So they didn't want to lie to me. And... Uh, or they, they didn't want to tell me the truth and, and have me, you know, die or whatever because they, they didn't know, like, what my injuries were. So they were like, oh, keep keep his spirits up. Tell her that she's alive and that you'll see her soon or whatever. And um, and then once they knew what my state was at, I walked out of that with, with just a concussion. Um, got hit from the side by a semi-truck and thrown into the back seat with just from the power of the impact. I had nothing but a concussion. Tat died instantly. My dog died instantly. My dog was in my arms and he died instantly. Um, so if God wants to keep you alive, he'll keep you alive. Um, if he wants to take you, he'll take you. Yeah, so. I remember um, John phoned me that same night, shortly after that happened, as soon as he got the news. And he uh, <clears throat> he's like, bro, can I come over? Can I? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, come over. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend this time alone either. Uh, he came over, and uh, we were just standing outside my house, and uh, I was freaking out too. Uh, just moments after it happened, so... And I go, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive out there right now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so, but I, the, the thing is, I didn't know what hospital, what I was hospital where he was. So, I was sitting there, 
me and John just trying to figure out where's Matthew, where, what he, where, like, where is he located? So phoning different hospitals and states, just trying to figure out. And uh, in a couple of hours, I figured out where he's at, figured out what room is in. Um, and then I tried calling his room, but then he was, uh, he was not awake at that time. And I kept on phoning and eventually, uh, one of the nurses picked up the phone and the guy, can, can, can I talk to him? Is he all right? Is he okay? Does he need anything? I'm going to drive out right now. She's like, <laughs> actually, uh, his mom is on the way there. She caught a plane. So she's, she's almost there. Don't worry about it. He's safe and sound. Um, but yeah, but if if not your mama would probably <laughs> drive out that same night. Me and John. No, I know you guys would have. So instead, we uh yeah we stayed, we prayed, and uh, kind of gave that trust over completely to the Lord, and uh, mm. and uh, thankfully he he kept him safe, and everything worked out uh, fine after that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I guess like just kind of explaining like uh. I lost my phone in the accident, um, so I, I no one knew that the accident happened until um, I believe the embassy contacted people, mm-hmm. uh, the Canadian embassy. Um, so it took a while for people to find out the news. Um, I remember phoning her parents and, and letting them know on the phone. Um, that was incredibly hard um, to tell uh, your future in-laws that uh, their daughter's dead. <laughs> um, yeah super super hard um and then being alone in that hospital for uh, i think it was over 24 hours um because you know for the longest time nobody knew that the accident had happened and i was coming in and out of consciousness because of the concussion and um and then I'd, I'd wake up and i'm alone and just hating um every breath just hating the fact that i was i was here and she wasn't um so it was a journey man um but God, like, uh, I think a lot of people are, are probably wondering, like, where is God in this? How, how, can you still, how can you still love God? How can you still believe in God? Um, that's something I wrestled with. It was, it, was never, it was never a wrestle of whether God exists. Um, it was more so, like, why? Why did that have to happen? Because, like, he could have easily saved her um, or he could have easily taken me as well. Uh, I think that's one of the most frustrating things for me is that like, you know, we, I think we overvalue the life that we have here. But for me, I was like, man, like I'd, I'd rather be in heaven right now. Like <laughs> why, why do I have to come, come back here and walk this, walk mm-hmm. this path and, and have to tell this story and, and do this life without her. Um, but God has a purpose in it. And even just through the passing of time, I've, I've met people who have come to faith because of our story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, like, as I, as that started to happen and people were like, yo, like, your faith throughout all this, like, impacted me and I want to know what that was about and now I'm a Christian or, you know, it, uh, your love for her um, and, and hearing your love story, like, really impacted me and, and now I love my wife better and, like, crazy stories like that. And I'm like, okay, this this isn't me. This clearly isn't me. I'm, I'm no amazing person. Like, this is, this is a God thing. So, mm-hmm. um this is his story and and so i need to embrace that so that's why you know audrey was like hey can we make a shirt about love you better about that story about about that song and i was like yeah yeah sure um it's no longer my story this is this is god's story um and it impacts the band as well now too um because it she was such a key part of the band you know every, every song that i mixed she was in the studio mixing it with me um the band was gonna be performing at our wedding. JD uh, was going to be the worship leader at our wedding. Yeah, I was going to actually propose at Matt's wedding. It was it was a destination wedding at Peru, so I was gonna I was gonna propose to my girl then too. So mm-hmm. it, it just shook our band. It was more than just like me and affecting me. It affected us as a band. Yeah. Um, so I spent the past nine months in Peru and just got back, you know, three months ago. Um, and since then, it's been like okay, like. Let's push this band thing. Let's keep this going. Let's do shows. Let's launch a website. Let's work on a new album. Um, it's bigger than it was before. Yeah, we have more of a story to tell now. Things were kind of on, on pause for a while. And again, mm-hmm. like our, even social media was kind of slow. Everything was slow. We've been just recovering, kind of thinking through all this, figuring our path out. But now I think we're coming together mm-hmm. uh, even stronger. Yeah. 
and writing uh, more music than we've ever written before. Yeah. And uh, jamming together and just even like just getting together after mm. such an event is, is, is so so encouraging too so yeah so like I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen is that like God is still in it like in the midst of tragedy um, he hears he hears your pain um, God allowed it to happen God doesn't cause it to happen um, but he allowed it to happen and that's something I had to wrestle with I was like okay God like you allowed this to happen you 100% could have stopped this why didn't you stop it um and seeing the fruit of that, you know, whether that's people coming to Christ or um, just the way it's impacted different Christians, even in their faith and their walk. Um, I still wrestle with it, but I know that she wouldn't. I know that she'd be like, no, it's worth it. My life is worth it for even just one person to come to know Christ. She would have given up her life easily for that. So that gives me some peace when I sleep at night. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously still hard. I'm not not taking anything away from that, but just knowing that God is able to redeem even the most like graphic of tragedies, um, the darkest of times, he, he still shines his light. So. Amen. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Yeah, I'm just going to take a quick break. Thank you for listening. This is Ecclesiastes Radio. Human Civic Lesia. We'll be right back. It's good. <laughs> and we're back. You're listening to Ecclesia Arts Radio on SPR Live FM. This is Humans of Ecclesia. My name is CJ, and I'm here with the Sleepless Poets, Matt and JD. What up? What's going on? Um, we just spent the last 20 minutes um, just talking, testimony, sharing uh, their faith, but also just really the whole testimony of Sleepless Poets or uh, with Matt and with... with um, if, if, you didn't, if you didn't catch it, go listen to it. Uh, we will be up on Spotify after... Uh, our our live show tonight. Um, so I do have a few questions. Uh, that's the 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 nature of of uh, classic. <laughs> uh, you know, give us give us who you are, and we'll, we'll throw you a, a bunch of questions. Sounds good. Um, try to be as graceful as possible with the questions, but at the same time, you and I, you, you go cool deep, with, man. Go yeah. deep. All right, that's what it is. I'll, I'll try to be as deep as, as possible, <laughs> but also I I kind of want. I, I do have like some questions that I, I want to know further yeah. like, about the testimony. Yeah. So here, here's the first one. All right, hit me. Um, when you found out, mm. so you, you told us that at the time when you were um, on your bed mm. uh, and they decided don't tell her, she oh, don't tell him, she's fine, like tell him like she's okay. Yeah. When you found out the truth mm. about your fiance, what was your initial reaction? How did you react? <sighs> like what, what did you say, do? This was in the hospital, Yo, right? Yo, that's, that's a really good question. It's also a really hard one to answer. Um, mm. It's hard to put it into words. Like, okay. Have you ever had someone die? Like, have you ever known anyone who died? Yeah. My, my, the, the most shocking one for me was my grandma. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, when you hear someone say that, there's, like, there's, like, a disconnect, right? Like, mm. they say it, and you're like, what did you just say? Like, like you, like you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I th- in my personal experience, the closer that person is to you, the more that that is. Um, like when my dad died, I was like, what? No, like F off. Like, no, no yeah. way, no way. And then, but it, as soon as I said no way, it hit me. I was like, okay, frick, he, like he's gone. Yeah. With Tad, it was like, I didn't even respond. Like they told me, like, I remember where I was. I was, I was laying on like a hospital bed. And I just got out of the MRI. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know, um, your fiance didn't make it. Because every time that I would come out of consciousness, that was my first thing. So it was something I was always asking. So I, I passed out in the MRI. And then I came back up and I was like, Where, where's my fiance? Where is she at? Where's Tat? Um, and that time, like, it was probably the third or fourth time. And they're like, she didn't make it. I was like, it, like, it took me a moment. I was like, 
dead silence. Um, it felt like forever. It was probably only a couple minutes. Well, not even a couple minutes. Probably like 15 seconds. And I was like, okay. Like, that's all I could muster up was just like, okay. I didn't want to say anything else. I don't want to think anything else. Mm. Well, what am I going to say? No. Like, no way. Like, like there's nothing to say. Mm-hmm. It's more so like, that's why I say it's hard to put into words. Because like, if, if you're looking for what did I do? What did I say? I just said, okay. But if you're asking like, how did I feel, man? Like, I guess the easiest way to explain it, like, I hated every breath that I mm-hmm. took. You know, like, I wanted to kill every breath, if, if that even makes sense. Like, it's just a complete and utter hating of your existence in that moment. Um, you wish you could erase yourself from time. Would you count, would you, like, because there's survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt. Yeah. 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 Um, a little bit. Like, not... Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess so. It was like, I, like I said before, my my anger with God wasn't why 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 did this have to happen? Like it was to a degree, but it was more mm-hmm. so like I just want to go with her, right? Like as a Christian, I know how good heaven is, so like my thoughts were never, oh, I wish she was here with me. I'm never gonna call her back from heaven. Like yeah. she'd be pissed to have to come <laughs> back from there, right? Um, so it was more so like, no, like I wish I was there right why why am i here why do i have to be here and and hear those words um and as i thought more about it i was like you know what like we are so unaware of what's going on in the spiritual realm who's to say that like there wasn't a moment because i was unconscious right maybe there was a moment where god you know called her up to be with him and and i was up there with her and and we said our goodbyes who like and and when i came back to earth i didn't remember yeah. could be and maybe when i die i'll remember that i'll be like oh i remember that happening now yeah but god kept it from me so that like you know i'm not i'm not desiring heaven for the rest of my time on earth you know what i mean right um who knows things like that could happen i believe we serve a god who who loves us and loves what we care about just as much as we do if not mm-hmm. more for sure so i'm sure he would be like yeah you guys can have your like goodbyes say goodbye and and this isn't goodbye forever like you'll you'll see each other again right so who knows Mm. it's a cool thought i've had over the course of time but i won't know until i reach there so mm-hmm. okay um next question this is for both of you guys for the band actually but what is to you to the band what mm. is the greatest challenge thus far since the accident greatest like is sharing challenge. your testimony difficult at times does it come out naturally like what? What? What has been the challenge? The, the like perhaps the bear. Not, well, I wouldn't call it barrier, but the challenge for for you personally. Let or me let me answer, and then I'll let GD answer. Sure. Go ahead. Um. So for me personally, the when I lost my dad mm-hmm. several years ago, I stopped writing music completely. Right. Um. And I did not want that to happen. Uh. With losing Tat, it was a conscious decision. Um. It was an effort that I had to make. So I took my time away from music, yeah, for sure, um, to a degree. I, I went in and mixed our music right away, uh, right after the accident, um, right after her funeral, before I went to Peru. Because I was like, I need this stuff ready, and I, I, I want to do it now and just have all this raw emotion done and, and then put it out when, when we're ready for it. Um, so I did that, and then, and then I stopped music for several months, and then I started writing again. Mm. But it wasn't... At first, it wasn't like music was just like inspired in me. It was like, no, I'm forcing myself to do this because right. I don't want to lose it. Because um, I did with my dad for several years. So I think sharing the testimony is not hard. Obviously, emotions will hit me occasionally when I do it and my voice might crack or I might cry or whatever. But um, it was the, the hardest part was taking this story and putting it into music. So I'm working on like a solo project right now. And that's been really hard really really um powerful and productive for myself to be able to take everything and put it into a song format but i'm doing like a solo rap album that's gonna like cover everything from like the deep grief and and the temptations that come along with that when Mm. you walk through grief and then you know slowly coming out of that and focusing on the relationship everything so it's gonna cover it all um and that's what I love about music is the beauty of that, taking something like that and putting it into an art form, like something dark and, and twisted and, and hard to grasp and putting it into an art form that's like, there's so many ways you can view it. Right. And so it's in all these different songs that you can view the different aspects of it. 
so that's been the hardest part but also you know the kind of the coolest part for me yeah. um what about you yeah i mean i'm sure uh john daryl and kenzie would have given a better answer than i would but uh <laughs> since they're not here i guess i'm gonna um i think the challenge for for the the time that you were away like it was kind of understanding that yeah he needs time we we did all understand that we all kind of need time to kind of uh, for recuperation Mm. kind of you know maybe even uh, focusing more not maybe even ourselves but on god because when you focus on yourself you just start seeing more imperfections and Mm -hmm. and Mm. but uh we we did do that we we kept our focus on god um and everybody got super busy during that time. <clears throat> Matt was away. He was doing his thing, recuperating. I was doing my thing. John, Daryl got married and, <laughs> and he's got a kid now. And <clears throat> Kenzie busy with school, me busy with church. And it's been it's been a busy time. So the, I think the challenge after all that happened and, 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 and after the recuperation time was to actually get the roll ball, uh, like the, the ball rolling, you know? Right, refocus. Just, yeah, just kind of gather together and, 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 and shift. But I feel like these events did not only challenge us, at the same time, once we get that ball rolling, once we get together in one room, these events actually, on the other hand, they inspire us to push mm. on and write deeper, more uh, powerful, yeah, deeper stories, deeper music to take people on the journey, to take them along with us to to that kind of testimony as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, cool. All right, sweet. Thank you for sharing. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, the next one. Uh, this one. For, for both of you for sure um, all right, all right. but I want to hear it from like the perspective again from the the, the testimony yeah uh, in, in, in retrospect from the testimony so since the accident and mm. um, I'm sure you've taken personal time uh, in reflection and prayer <laughs> time in, in the scriptures no yeah. screw that no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What, what do you think <laughs> what do you think God wanted to accomplish with that accident like what what would would the consequences of it everything what do you think god was trying to accomplish um that's such a good question it is a good question let me flip my bible open <laughs> i'm literally <laughs> that's, that's looking great. at that's it that's great that's great that's great uh, <laughs> that's great what do i think god was trying to accomplish there's so many different avenues i could take that um I guess like one one issue I have with the question is I'm not sure if it was something that God uh, intentionally chose to happen, more so it was something that he allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on where you land with that theologically, with what how much you give God sovereignty. Um, <laughs> JD's laughing. Don't get it. Uh, he's a Calvinist. I'm Arminian. So, um, oh, interesting. So again, oh, like we said, behind the scenes, we debate all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Calvinian, but I'm primarily Calvinian. an Arminian. Um, so I think God allowed it. I, I don't. I don't know if it was something that he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna kill her." Because <clears throat> um, you know, God. God hates death, right? Um, and and Jesus wept. You know. Right. Um, the shortest verse in the in, in the Bible, and I think that's on purpose, is trying to drive a, a point home, because um, Jesus knew, Jesus knew where he would be, right? Um, Jesus knew about heaven. He uh, brought him back to life, and then he died again. So he knew that he could bring him back if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He still wept. Why? Right? Like, because because death at its core is wicked and evil, and it's not part of the plan. Mm-hmm. So God hates death as much as we do. God cries at death as much as we do, knowing where they are. You know what I mean? Jesus wept, knowing where his friend was, knowing that he was in a better place. So that fact alone, just knowing that they're in a better place, doesn't fix the pain, right? So so you hear people all the time, like, that's how they comfort one another. It's like, oh, don't worry, like, they're in a better place. Yeah, that that's good. That doesn't change the fact that something tragic and wicked just happened. Mm-hmm. The fact that they are not on this earth is a, is a tragedy and 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 part of the fall, right. right? So it's not part of the original plan, original design. So everything within us says that's wrong. 
that they're that they're dead. Um, so that doesn't fix it, just knowing where they are. Um, what was your original question again? Uh, what was God's plan with it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I've so I don't believe it was. His pl- I wrestle with that. Um, I I tend to look more on how is God redeeming it. I think right. that would be a better way of like okay. of looking at it. Sure. Of I can't say what his overarching plan was, or even if he had a plan. I I debate myself whether he did or didn't. But as far as like how he has redeemed it, I've seen people come to the faith. I've seen people um, become stronger Christians, whether they were non-Christians or whether they were Christians already, but falling away. Or I've seen people work on their marriage through it. Mm-hmm. Um, just the ways that it impacted so many people. Um, Frick, how many people viewed her, her obituary online? It was like 30,000 or something. Something wow. crazy. She has a bench at Starbucks where she worked. I saw that. A I memorial that. bench. Yeah. She, she has a bursary at her, at her school now. How many 20-year-olds, if they died, would, would leave an impact like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that just speaks volumes to the type of person that she was, that, like, she wasn't just someone that was in a room. She was someone that connected with others in the room. She wasn't just someone that worked. She was someone that, that had work relationships. She wasn't just someone that loved. She was someone that loved deeply, right? She was someone that didn't just live. Um, she invested in life. And so... So when that per- someone like that passes, it leaves an impact. It leaves a rippling effect. Um, so it affects people in different ways. Um, I know, like, e- even just seeing the ways that my family came together, um, resolved some of their differences to come and comfort me. Uh, there were siblings that were fighting that, that still flew out and spent time together to be with me in my time of grief. Um, the way that it strengthened some of my friendships, um, seeing how my friends gathered around me and supported me through that, the way that it, it strengthened us in our music, uh, gave me a whole <laughs> list of things to write about and things to care about. Mm-hmm. It changed the way that I view life on this earth, the way that I view heaven, the way that I view eternity, the way I view some of my like theological doctrines. Like It just changed so many different things. Um, so... That's why I say it's multifaceted. It's hard for me to say, like, this is God's plan with it. Um, there's so many different ways that God redeemed it. Um, but I, I struggle to say that it was his desire for it to happen. It's, it's more so how has God used this to still bring about his glory. Okay. Wow. Can JD? You, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> Since then, and from your personal time in reflection and prayer and time in scripture... What do you think God wanted to accomplish or wanted to redeem uh, with the accident and with the consequences of it all? Wow. <laughs> I love hitter, it. you said. I love this question. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it goes back to that uh, that uh, ideology of whether it was a plan or, or, mm-hmm. or whether he's redeeming it. Um, honestly, it, it did shake up a lot of lives and even um, all over the globe, I, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in Canada here, as, as Matt was mentioning, but also in Peru, in Peru right? Um, America. America. It was yeah. on the news, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was on the news. It got in the newspaper as well. It was, it was everywhere. But um, I think even like when Matt was away in Peru re- recuperating, I was actually serving and building an orphanage and working yeah, towards working that because that was her dream too mm-hmm. and and with that even uh her parents felt more motivated to push that and to build that and to grow that orphanage build to a care. new house yeah because it was her dream too so um she had a heart for missions so yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening and I'm sure there's plenty more than we can actually comprehend and know, but God's been good. God's been doing many, many great things, even through a situation like this. Yeah. And I believe he's going to touch many hearts and, and we, and even us, like right now we're, we're going to be writing m- way more music <laughs> dedicated to that since that has been our experience so far mm. that that's given us drive too so even through our music that will be kind of our sort of an outreach to 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 to, to show it to people mm-hmm. and, and to spread it around the globe and uh, eventually to 
um, to share the gospel um, through that as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> no, great answer. Both, great both questions. awesome answers. I'm, I'm, I'm glad there was no debate between the Armenians <laughs> and the Calvinists. No, we'll fight about it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a question for Matt, but I mean... You, you, already up, up. On, no, you already touched up on. touched up. Move away. Give me some What did you do at Peru for nine months? Uh, worked with kids. Um, our parents run an orphanage mm-hmm. out there. Okay. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. So, so that answers one of my questions. Are you and her parents yeah. in touch? Do you? Guys yeah. Think yeah. I, um, probably more than I keep in touch with my own mom. Um, okay. and that's that's not like a dig at her or anything. That's just. I'm more of an introverted type of personality, and, right. and my family is kind of that way. We're very, um, what's the word for that? Very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Tat's family is very connected. You know, mm-hmm. they they share photos and tag each other and things, and um, so they probably check on me more than anyone else, um, which I greatly value and appreciate. Uh, it's just different than the way I've grown up. Um, so yeah, so. That being in Peru really helped me in my heart with with healing, um, because you know I'd I'd wake up some days like well, most days I'd wake up really late because you know when you're depressed you don't really want to get up, so you get up roll out of bed around like noon, um, and you're just hating life, uh, hating the fact that you're still here. You know you you prayed that God would take you in your sleep last night and He didn't do it, <laughs> so you're like, all right, well, let's face the day again. Um, <clears throat> but when you when you see a, a little kid um, learn how to speak, or when you see a little kid learn how to love, how to say mom and dad because they never had that in their life growing up, or um, when they reach for you for hugs when you roll out of your bed, um, man, whatever crappy feeling you were feeling uh, kind of goes away. Mm. So that really impacted me, really helped me to be able to heal with everything that I was going through. Because um, you don't, you can only be depressed for so long when you have little kids looking up at you with, with big wide eyes. So, um, And it, it helped me feel closer to her as well. Um, that was her dream. It wasn't necessarily my dream. Like my dream was to be with her. So whatever she wanted to do, if God was calling her to that, then, then I would do it with her as well. Um, but if God was calling me to something, she would do that with me. Like, that's kind of how we operated. Like, um, wherever we feel God is calling, we'll, we'll do it. So, uh, her dream was to, you know, help her parents out, out in Peru. And, and that was my dream as well to, to go out there and, and eventually take over the home for them. And, and also to provide like, um, um, counseling for other missionaries around the world to travel to other missionaries and provide mm-hmm. counseling that that's what she was going to school for um psychotherapy so um and i'm a producer so i was like yeah i can go out there i can mix music wherever really like i, I as long as i have a computer and some good speakers and some plugins I, i'm good to go um so that was kind of our plan and then uh you know it's crazy you have your whole life mapped out we knew where we were going to be in two years we knew where we were going to be in five years we we knew what we wanted in life what our goals were and as soon as she passed, everything changed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what does my life look like now? And and part of me is still wondering that and kind of taking it as I go. But um, music's my passion. At the heart of who I am, that's it's music. Um, and so that's my driving force right now. If, if God calls me to missions, I'll go into missions. If God calls me you know, to be a full-time uh, musician, then I'll do that. If God calls me wherever. Really, my heart is just wherever God wants me. That's where I'll be. So, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the last question for, for both of you, if, if you don't mind. No, I mind. I don't want to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last question. What are your, I guess, it, it's not really a question. It's more just what are your final thoughts regarding the testimony? What do you want to say to our, to our listeners, to our audience, to uh, anyone regarding the testimony? What, what, what uh, JD, you, you go ahead. What's up yeah. with the hard questions? <laughs> <laughs> was the last thing you um, yeah, miss me with that <laughs> I'm gonna be short and sweet with this one okay. just thanks for having us here yeah um, we, we are really grateful for having this opportunity to even share this story and our story and all of our testimonies and to uh, for all to hear that uh, that our God is great mm. 
and he's so so good guys check us out on social media mm-hmm. um we'll keep you posted hopefully this year <laughs> check us out on spotify that's more reliable <laughs> okay. okay yeah but okay. that would be that would be all for me all right, so uh, that's some bull crap. Um, <laughs> JD was just. Hey, all- we have another ten minutes later. J- so. JD was all soft, and then he's not—he's not usually soft. <laughs> that's what I meant by that. Um, yeah. So the question was, um, how, like, what is my thoughts based the off the final testimony? thoughts regarding the testimony? Like, what do you want to say to our audience regarding testimony? Yeah. Um, I guess like, regardless of what you're going through. As hard as it is, like, God is still good. And that's such, like, such a simple concept, you know? It's something that we teach little kids as they're growing up in the church. Mm. God is good. All the time? All the time. All the time? God is good. Like, you hear that all the time. Like, what? And it almost, in, to a degree, it does a disservice because um, we hear it so much that it becomes cliche and it becomes just, like, a thought that we don't think about you know what i mean yeah. like yeah there's thoughts out there that are, are so repeated that they're no longer deep anymore because we've overused them um but man like if you can just grasp that simple thought that god is good regardless of what you're going through it's gonna get you through a lot of crap mm. um when you start questioning that uh then you start questioning everything and, and i went down that path and i had to had to go through the questioning of God and everything to lead myself back to God. Right. Um, but if if I would have just stayed on, okay, God is good, I, I could have, you know, gotten through it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, like if you're going through crap, uh, and there's tons of crap out there. My brother recently just suffered a, a nearly fatal heart attack. Um, I guess it was fatal. I mean, he didn't die, but it was 99% blockage and um, severe damage to his heart. So crap happens all the time yeah um i guess it's just what i'm trying to say and at the end of the day god is still good and you can't lose sight of that um and it's going to be hard and there's going to be days where you don't want to say that and you don't want to think that and that's okay you can yell at god you, uh, we serve a god who can take it i mean he's been doing this for countless years so um <laughs> he's he's heard it all there's nothing you're going to say to him that he hasn't heard before mm. um but he still loves you so don't lose sight of that um, cause it's going to get you through some really dark paths. So yeah, at the end of the day, God is good. And even if you don't see what the plan is, um, you have to trust, um, that he's still working it out for his glory. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for sharing. We'll be right back. This is Ecclesia Arts Radio and SPR Live FM. This is Humans of Ecclesia. Thanks for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Ecclesia Arts Radio on SPR Live FM. This is Humans of Ecclesia. Yeah, um, <laughs> fun conversations behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really fun conversations. <laughs> but I want to take the next, uh, the last couple of minutes to talk about your merch. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just talk about your merch because I, the people don't see it, but please describe it in in in. in yeah, is there something in the back sure. that I don't see? Is yeah. So uh, yeah. we we got two shirts coming out through Ecclesia. Um, one is a white shirt with just like the Sleepless Poets name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you buy that one, you're supporting the band. If you buy the black one, you're supporting hashtag Hope and the like. You're supporting the band as well, just right. getting our name out there. But. Uh, we don't receive any profits from that. That goes to hashtag hope. Okay. Um, if you don't know what hashtag hope is, it's like, a, uh, I guess it would be parachurch organization um, that like works towards uh, mental, like fighting mental health and, and um, helping people who struggle with suicide and depression. Um, and yeah, so just raising awareness for that. So that's, that's kind of their ministry. Um, so when you buy that, buy the black shirt that supports them, buy the white shirt supports us. Um, so on the white shirt, it's just literally simple. Uh, it's a white shirt with sleepless poets on it. Um, and then the black shirt is, uh, modeled after our top song, um, Love You Better, which is also kind of the focus of the testimony that we just shared. So the shirt kind of models that, um, on the, the top left of the shirt is, uh, Benji, uh, my dog that, that I lost in the car crash, um, with a halo over top of him. And then on uh, the left arm, 
there is uh, the name of the song, Love You Better, which is our, our number one song. And then on the back is the Ecclesia symbol, um, just to support, you know, Ecclesia as well. So, uh, yeah, they look look really stylish. JD's wearing one right beside yeah, me here. I'm rocking one. Actually, we uh, we just came from a photo shoot with, mm-hmm. with our full band, and we all are rocking them. So whenever the photos are out, you can check them out maybe on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like, you won't look as good as us, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome to try. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag us. <laughs> take pictures with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hashtag sleepless poets when you take when you buy one and take a photo okay. with it. So, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna look us up um, on our platforms, just honestly, just look up sleepless poets. S L E E P L E S S, and then poets. I'm not gonna spell poets, man. You guys should be able to spell poets. P O E T S. I don't know, man. I some people are dumb, yo. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, so just look us up. Um, we're on everything: Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play, um, songs, uh, uh, Zoom, oh, everything, man. Wasn't there like another uh, T-shirt that we had, or is that done? That's like the old. That's like the OG. It was just are, white. Are with, people with still able to it. get it? It's the same one. Same one. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's just a white shirt with sports on. Okay. Same shirt. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I ask why the like is it the halo for like is it am I am I overthinking it is it just the halo because he uh, yeah no it's just because he passed away rest in yeah. peace kind of thing yeah it's like yeah. a rest in peace thing um, yeah he was a beautiful dog man yeah um, he was a German Shepherd Husky oh wow. um, those are the two dogs that I want to get when I, yeah it it's a beautiful, beautiful breed mix, a yeah. beautiful mix um, my best friend bred him actually out in Saskatchewan um, and then gave it to me for my grad gift. Wow. Um, yeah, so he was only six months old when he passed, um, but he was 60 pounds at six months oh, old. He's huge. So he was going to be like a 120-pound dog. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but he was just like, which would make you think like, oh, he's a scary dog. Nah, he was like the nicest dog. Yeah. Super calm. Like, he wasn't super high energy, super calm, really cuddly. Uh, you know, he's a husky, right? So he yeah. loves people. Um, but, yeah, really, really smart. Um, mm. oh, such a perfect dog. I, I you know, part of me wants to get another dog. Oh, the other thing that was awesome about him, Tat really loved this, was that he had white paws. Um, so, like, when he came back into the house, we knew if we needed to wipe his paws or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just a really great dog. Um, he loved going on adventures with us. We, Me and Tat would take him hiking and into little creeks and stuff. And, yeah, uh, we took him up to Banff um, and... He went swimming in the in the mountain rivers and stuff, and yeah, just man, beautiful dog, beautiful times, beautiful memories. So, and uh, the idea behind the dog was like uh, Audrey when she was like helping design the shirt. She was like, "What's some things that Tat really loved?" Because um, she wanted the shirt to kind of be focused on Tat. And I was like, "Well, you know, she loved Starbucks. She loved Booster Juice. She loved Taylor Swift. She loved uh, Benji. She loved me. <laughs> she loved Jesus." Um, uh, she loved people. She had a heart for people. Like, I gave her a bunch of different things, and she yeah. went with went with Benji. So, I really like it. it. It it's a cool symbol. Like it kind of brands us. It's nice. Um, I could see it on like toques and stuff. An album photo or something. Yeah, or something. Man. It's kind of like the uh, OVO owl or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what it reminds <laughs> me of. But yeah, it's dope. Uh, Anything you want to add, JD? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually happy the way they turned out currently my favorite shirt uh my favorite color is black even though it's not a color right here <laughs> but uh it is and uh black or white or gray and uh, this is uh this is perfect is this gonna be black or do you, are you planning to release other colors uh, i think it's just black for now yeah it is just okay. black and and the sizes are actually fitting properly like you know sometimes when you order a shirt <laughs> yeah. and it's too small or too big yeah. they are fitting proper I had some people like message me about that. They're like, "Yo, I want to get a shirt, but like, how small is your small?" And I was like, <laughs> uh, small, small. Yeah, it, I would say our small is probably like in the small range. Yeah. Um, our medium is about uh, a medium size. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, it's it's a normal size. Like if you get a medium, it's the typical medium. Is yeah. it doesn't? Mm. It's not bigger than a normal medium or smaller than a normal medium. It's it's pretty consistent. So okay. Yeah, and, I like them a lot. And uh, our listeners can uh, DM Ecclesia Arts Collective or can DM you. They can they DM Ecclesia Arts Collective. They can DM me personally, MC underscore KMF on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or you can just search me up on Facebook, uh, Matthew Collins. 
uh, two T's in Matthew, two oh. L's in Collins. Or Sleepless Poets. Or Sleepless uh, Poets. Yeah, <clears throat> on Instagram or wherever. Like, hey, <clears throat> I want a shirt. Here's my size. Yeah, yeah. And we'll hook you up. Yeah, okay. awesome. Perfect. Right. Any well, we already did our last words. So, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for, uh, you know, uh, investing your time into. Wait, this. wait, wait. I got, I got one question. So, oh, sure. So, sure. JD, you said that you like black and gray and white, right? And white. Was that like your choice, or did God ordain that? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, it goes back. Goes back to those behind the scene talks. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will leave it as a suspense for the next time yeah. we're in the studio. This is a teaser for for the next time we have this. I had oh, to. I had to. It was God's to. plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank right. you for coming in again. It was a pleasure <laughs> having you, you guys here. Thank you. Beautiful really story, it. everything. You just um, and. Yeah, thank you for listening in. Thank you for uh, listening to Humans of Ecclesia. This is Ecclesia Arts Radio. What up? On SPR Live <laughs> FM. Sleepless Poets. Check them out on on Spotify. Love you better. Uh, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. I love y'all. Bye. Bye.